the Rangers get shut out by the New York Islanders by a score of 3-0. Ilya Sorokin makes all 41 saves. Uh, Rangers played pretty well. Um, you know, Sorokin definitely deserves a lot of credit. Uh, the Rangers have been struggling lately, though, just in general. Um, that's now they're now winless in the last four, winless in their in five of the last six, and this is a worse stretch than we saw last year. And you know, maybe it's good that it happens at this point in the season because look, like the Rangers have to start winning hockey games, uh, and you know, I, I think it was going to be tough considering you know the Rangers had a pretty grueling. You know, matchup against the defending Stanley Cup champion Avalanche the night before. Island is a little bit more rested. Although the Rangers played a really good first period, not so good in the not as good in the second. Although the Rangers really came out strong, and it was unfortunate they they, they were not winning after that first period. Yarrow Halak was in net uh, for the Rangers, and you know I look when when you don't score any goals, it really doesn't matter. Halak. Uh, was okay, um, better than he had been against Columbus, but still not a huge fan of what I've seen from Yarrow Halak. I thought he looked shaky at points. I thought that first Palmieri goal was not a great one. Uh, I mean, there was blame to go around, but I didn't think that was... I mean, the Bailey goal, nothing you can do about that. The 2 nothing goal, nothing you can do about that. That wasn't his fault. But the first one, a little weak. Um, one lineup change. Vitaly Kravtsov, who we saw get hurt a little bit against the Avalanche. He was out. And with Kratsov, you know, he's seemed to be very fragile um, for whatever the reason. He, I'm not sure if that's just a coincidence or what. So Julian Gauthier uh, gets called up and looked pretty good. I mean, it was it was kind of a, a classic Gauthier performance where he has these amazing individual efforts, you know, gets on a mini breakaway, can't score, draws a penalty as well. Like, but you know what? I... I'm all right with Goche being in the lineup, considering the state of the Rangers, and you know he can give a little bit of an off- offensive push. You know, minutes were limited, but uh, thought that he acquitted himself well, and you know looked a little bit better than Kratsov, and that's kind of like the battle in some ways. I mean, when you think about last year, uh, Goche kind of made the roster over Kratsov uh, in some ways, uh, so. You know, we'll see what happens this weekend when they go to Dallas and uh, Arizona, whether Goche stays in the lineup. He might. I guess it depends on the, the status of Kratsov as well. But uh, Libor Hayek was in the lineup again for Zach Jones. This was not as good a game for Hayek as the Colorado one. Um, I would expect to see Zach Jones in the next game. That's just a hunch. But... You know, that Ranger third pair, it's tough. The Hayek-Schneider or Jones-Schneider, it's not very good. And, and I keep on saying, like, the depth on this team isn't the best. It really isn't. Like, you know that the, you know, I feel bad for Sammy Blay that he's stuck with Carpenter and Reeves. Like, that line just is not going to score. Just, I mean, rarely will it score. Um, again, I thought it was another night where Chris Crowder just continues to not look very good. He just doesn't. I, I thought, that, you know, again, Kako is the best guy on that line. I think Sabanajad's kind of hit a little bit of a funk. Um, I, I didn't think Lafreniere was very good tonight either. You know, I, I feel like it's to the point now where you might want to move Lafreniere back to his natural side. I'm not saying that he deserves it based on this performance, but why continue to, to cater to Chris Kreider? You know, that's that's the thing. It's like, you know what? Give Let Kreider go to the right wing. You know, 
and then that'll open up the left wing spot for Lafreniere. I, I think it's just something to consider, but I, I'm sure they're going to want to stick with, I mean, mainly Zibanejad, uh, you know, with Kreider and Kreider on that left wing. They're probably going to want to stick with that, but don't be shocked if some lines maybe shuffled up next game. Uh, look, the Rangers have had trouble scoring goals. And it seems like the only way they can score goals is if it's just like a beautiful, amazing passing play. Like, they got to be able to score greasy goals. And they just haven't done so. And a key is Kreider. Last year, he was scoring a lot of those, you know, close-in goals. It's just not happening this year so far. So, you know, now they're 3-3-2, and which isn't great. But in this game, like I said, I thought the Rangers jumped into a, a pretty decent start. Um... Rangers take a couple of penalties early. Ryan Lindgren, high six Oliver Wallstrom at 534. Rangers kill it off. Uh, penalty kill was good on both sides tonight. Keandre Miller trips Anthony Beauvillier at 832. Um, and then uh, at 1909, Anders Lee trips Jimmy Vesey. And that creates a Ranger power play. They were unsuccessful as that goes into the second period. In the first, Kako made a really nice individual move, uh, and Soroka made a really nice save. Um, so... You know, unfortunately, they weren't able to score. Then the Islanders take another penalty soon after they kill off the Lee one. It is uh, Pajot slashes Gauthier. But again, the Ranger power play unsuccessful. And the Islanders, they have a very good penalty kill, to be fair. Um, and at 8.44, it's a goal. Kyle Palmieri is first of the season from Pajot and Pulak uh, at 8.44. And that gives the Islanders a one nothing lead. Not a great goal by Halak. Uh, that was a goal where, you know, you got Hayek and Schneider on. And, you know, they probably gave a little bit too much space there. And, you know, there's just a lot of, like, trying to do, like, I don't know. Like, like on that goal, Panarin's kind of just, like, putting the stick out there. Um, and Palmieri shoots it in. Uh, so it's one of the Islanders. And then in the second... Uh, Adam Fox trips Anthony Beauvillier after a bad turn where Lindgren turns it over. Rangers do kill it off. There were some opportunities, uh, but not many for the Rangers in the second. So we go to the third. Rangers are down one nothing. And in the third, you get a, a pretty uh, you know the Rangers get a, a little bit of a flurry early on in that period. Uh, specifically, Fox takes a shot from far out and it goes off the, the crossbar. Rangers you know just didn't quite have the luck tonight, but also blame to be had as well. So the Islanders do take a 2-0 lead. A, a nice play. Josh Bailey scores his first goal of the season from Pellick and Barzell at 537. So it gives the Islanders a 2-0 lead. And at this point, you're thinking it's going to be tough. And the only chance the Rangers had was if they were to score on a Romanov delay a game penalty at 653. But the Rangers power play gets nothing going. And the Islanders keep that 2-0 lead and they would extend it. Uh, in uh, at 1522, it's Palmieri's second goal of the night from Pelican Pajot. Uh, and this was a goal where Kreider is kind of, you know, I, I feel like Kreider was a little bit out of position on that Bailey goal where Kreider and Truba tried to switch. I'm not sure where the blame goes. Um, and then on the Palmieri second goal, Kreider's kind of reaching out and Palmieri just quicker to it. Um, and so, you know, you, you can't be stick checking. You got to be a little bit more physical. But the Honors win this one 3-0. Uh, Sorokin does a really nice job, makes all 41 saves. Rangers didn't play horribly. I mean, they played a really good first period. And who knows, if the Rangers come out of there with a goal or two, you might be looking at a different outcome, but they weren't able to. And in these Islanders games, it's very important who scores first. Honors take a lead, definitely helps them in terms of their style of play. Rangers were, not, were unable to score. They're shut out. 
So now the Rangers will head um, for a Western Conference trip. Uh, and the Dallas Stars, who have now, you know, they got off to a hot start. They've started a little bit lately. Uh, and so Dallas will host the Rangers on Saturday. And then the Rangers will take on the Coyotes on Sunday. It's been tough. There's been a lot of, like, back-to-back situations. Uh, and so where normally against the Coyotes, all right, you're, you're feeling like maybe you can win that one. Look, the Rangers are going to have a, a game just the day before in Dallas. So who knows, like, how that could affect them. I guess we're to assume that it'll be Igor versus Dallas and Halak versus the Coyotes. I think that's kind of... I would assume that to be the case. Is that... I mean, definitely Igor versus Dallas. The question is Coyotes, and I think it probably goes to Halak. They probably want to, you know, split it up for the back-to-backs. So, you know, and that'll close out, you know, October. So hopefully the Rangers can... You know, win. You know, win these games this weekend. It's not going to be easy, but we'll see what happens. Again, Dallas Stars. That's going to be a tough matchup. The Rangers. You know, won at Dallas last year. Uh, they beat the Coyotes twice last year, but it wasn't so easy. So we shall see what happens um, for Arizona. Uh, you know, that's still one of the worst teams in the league. So hopefully, the Rangers can you know straighten things out. It's been a rough start. I mean, Gerard Gallant, looking at Gerard Gallant as well in terms of making those adjustments and, you know, putting this team in a better position to win. Uh, he's going to need to do so because, you know, things could could spiral quickly. We're not quite at that point yet. They need to right the ship. But again, Rangers lose to the Islanders. They now are winless in the last four. Their record drops to 3-3-2. and two. We shall see how they do this weekend at Dallas and at Arizona.